It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Minority Report on The Run Home. Yes, well, summer is upon us. And if you're looking for a sport for the kids that not only keeps them fit, but also teaches them valuable water safety protocols and keeps them off the PlayStation, then Surf Lifesaving might be the go. To explain a little more about the sport, we're joined by Surf Lifesaving's National Sports Manager, Lewis McClintock. Lewis, welcome to the show. Firstly, can you uh, explain the, the sport aspect uh, of surf life-saving to our listeners? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, well, the sport part of life-saving basically takes all of the kind of skills and attributes of lifeguarding and then it just puts them into a kind of competitive and, and fun environment. Um, we, we like to call it a sport with a purpose, I guess. Um, and it's, it's pretty diverse. Uh, there's a mix of athletics, swimming, canoe racing, uh, rowing, surfing, even a bit of uh, motorboating in there. So, um, yeah, really lots of uh, different events. Um, so it means um, there's an opportunity for anyone. Some of those some of those events look like the most grueling, most demanding, uh, aerobic, lactate, you name it, events on the planet. It's right up there with one of the hardest sports, isn't it? Yeah, in particular, our uh, Ironman and Iron Woman uh, events, which involve a, a swim, then a board, and a, and a ski paddle, um, all in a row. Um, and and it's not like uh, the type of events where you can take a, a breather on the sideline or something like that. If you if you stop what you're doing, you're, you're probably going to drown or get smashed by a by a wave. So certainly, some of our um, our very top tier athletes uh, are incredible, um, incredibly fit. Um, but that's not to say that it's also uh, um, not accessible to um, any other person. Uh, we, we've got um, kids as young as uh, seven and eight doing this all the way up to masters. I think our eldest uh, master um, at our most recent nationals was um, in his 80s. So um, if you keep fit throughout your life by doing this, you can, uh, you can keep competing. It sort of does come from the whole surf life-saving side of it. So is there, I mean, is there a bit of a, oh, he's from Pihar, they're, they're real surf lifesavers. No, but that, that, they're from, he's from Murrungi Bay. Is, is it a little bit like that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, how it started and where it evolved from, you know, sort of, um, yeah, we, we started off on the beaches looking to keep communities safe and save people's lives and then, um, as all things in New Zealand, it turns into a bit of a competition. You know, who can swim the furthest or the fastest, or who can get out and on a on a board the quickest to to save someone. And 
and from that, that kind of created the inter-club kind of rivalries that, that still exist today. Uh, but yeah, very much there are some, you know, East Coast versus West Coast or North Island versus South Island or uh, Auckland versus uh, plenty of rivalries that uh, still continue to this day. Maybe talk about the clubs and uh, what sort of uh, numbers have we got as far as clubs and, and participation uh, in the in the sport going across the country? Yes, yeah, so we've got um, 74 clubs dotted around the country from all the way up in the far north down to I think our most southern club is Oriti down in, uh, down in the south. Um, yeah, and across those clubs we've got uh, around about 18,000 members and sort of under just under half of those are um, our juniors, which are under 14 years of age. Um, and, and yeah, probably we think we've got a, a sport participation rate of, of sort of around about 50% of our membership get involved in, in our sport at, at some way, shape or form. Um, obviously, uh, the primary purpose of our clubs is uh, to, to act as um, to patrol our beaches and look after our coastlines and, and that sort of thing. So not everyone uh, in our clubs are, are sport focused. However, it's a, it's a great tool to get young people uh, involved in clubs and heading towards being a lifeguard and, and that sort of thing. If you turn up, do you can you just turn up to do the races, let's say as a youngster, or actually the educational side of it when it comes to uh, ocean safety, learning about surf lifesaving, that's all part of it as well. You, you can't just do the races. Yeah, it's certainly a, a bit of a mix. So each each club's got uh, its own junior program, which is a which is a mixture of sort of beach and water safety education and uh, familiarisation, as well as sport related activities. Um, the, the reality is, is most uh, seven, eight, nine, or ten year olds probably don't join a uh, a club to become a lifeguard from that age. They they want to do fun stuff with their mates, and mum and dad sign them up because. Um, they want them to be safer at the beach over summer and that sort of thing. Uh, and so the sport programs uh, are uh, intertwined within that to, you know, sort of keep kids engaged, make it fun, um, make it a bit competitive and, and that sort of thing. So um, kids turn up, um, they, they get taught all those things. They, they get taught how to swim and um, and sort of be responsible around open water and that sort of thing. And they also get to compete each other while they do it. And Lewis, just uh, I guess on that point you make there about the, the teaching aspect, I often looked at this sort of stuff as a kid and thought, geez, I'd love to get involved in it, but uh, terrible swimmer. Uh, that shouldn't uh, hold people back as far as wanting to get involved uh, in this, as far as uh, being a seven or an eight-year-old, uh, get get some teaching along the way? Oh, absolutely. That's um, Whilst our clubs aren't sort of set up to be swim schools or, or turn out the next Olympian uh, Olympic swimmer, they're, they're certainly there about helping kids um, navigate um, ocean water and, and learn how to um, survive and whether that's floating doggy paddle or backstroke or, or freestyle and that sort of thing, they get a real mixture of all that. Um, and, and the diversity of sort of what we do means that if you're, you're not so keen on um, the water stuff, you can still be what's commonly referred to in the movement as a, a land crab or do all the the beach stuff, beach sprints, beach relays and flags, and, and you can still help out on, on patrols. I've got some non-water-related uh, roles on, on patrol as well, so we really try and cater for, for everyone's needs. We're pretty good at this too. We've got a pretty good legacy, haven't we, of having some champs over the years? 
Yeah, so there's a, a full kind of um, international scene and high performance scene, and yeah, we've uh, we've done pretty well. Um, there's a life saving world champs that's uh, held every two years, and uh, that was in Italy uh, last year, and then next year it's in uh, in the Gold Coast in Aussie. Um, so we we won that um, three year three sort of times in a row. Uh, 2012, 14, 16. Unfortunately, the, the Aussies have picked us the last couple, so we're we're looking to try and um, take it away from them next year on their home turf. Um, yeah, but it's uh, and we've the we've been lucky enough to I guess have a lot of uh, current Olympians um, or world champs sort of through our our movement, uh, the likes of Lisa Carrington, Lewis Clearbert, Zoe Hobbs, Steve Kent, who are all sort of Olympians and other sports have uh, been involved in our high performance teams over the years as well. Uh, the togs are long way up the bum and the little hats. What's the theory behind them? Because there is a theory, isn't there? Yeah, well, the, the little hats uh, make it make it easy to um, differentiate between clubs when they're, when they're, you know, a couple of hundred metres off, offshore swimming and that sort of thing, so you can get a bit of an idea of uh, where people are, uh, are at or placed in, in a race, as well as identifying, um, separating, say, a, a lifeguard from a member of the public. And, um, yeah, time's up the bar. I'm not 100% sure exactly um, where that that uh, helps in, in terms of... Um, the, the racing and that sort of thing. Some of the, the surf boat rowers definitely um, like that to reduce the slip and friction when, when they're in the boat. All right. I knew there was some sort Rick, of reason. I reckon Rick knew the answer to that before he asked that question. Uh, Lewis, mate, brilliant to have you on. Obviously, you're going into a busy time of the year, both with your sport, but as surf lifesavers who do an amazing job for our country to keep us safe around our waters as we all flood to the beaches over summer, mate. So uh, thanks for the work you guys do, and uh, thanks for joining us uh, on the run home, mate. No, thank you. Appreciate the, the time, fellas.